Hey, real quick. Do Mel seem more happy today or something? Do y'all notice? I'm, like, hey, this nigga got a home cooked meal. Hey, my man is personable, bro. He using emotional intelligence. Mel a completely different pet. I don't know if he beat his before this, but my boy. Hey, I ain't needed. I ain't had to do that, Lace. That's what happened when you take care of them. They on spring break. Hey, my boy is jubilant. Oh my god, <laughs> jubilant. <laughs> She, nah, she she got me right today. She had uh she cooked some steak, had some greens, uh, and some roasted potatoes. I like roasted red potatoes, so she had She me, was in the kitchen all day then. Yeah, she was in the kitchen all day. Hey, she went out in the middle of the day. She was like, All right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be back. I'm going to the grocery store and Come on you know, now. get stuff for dinner. Came back, had a little stuff set up. I didn't know she was cooking greens, caught her in the kitchen, washing them drinks up, had the pot going and everything, seasoning meat. And you was pleased, you know, won't you? You probably was proud day. off of that. Hey, you <laughs> said, hey, hey, you said I had some pots and pans clinking and clanking. Pots and pans clinking in that joint. Hey, no, hey, for you real, can though, see the joy impressed. in my boy face. He said, I got a real meal. <laughs> hey, no, for real. I told her I was gonna have to accelerate uh, her retirement plan if that's what I'm gonna get. Hey, you know, hey. this is what I'm gonna get on today. I'm gonna make sure she ain't got to go to work no more. So. That's what it is. What okay. Let's go ahead and go there then. What? Are you okay with your wife being a stay at home? The reason Absolutely. why I asked that, it, it, the reason why I asked that is because we live in a society now where both, uh, both partners are working and bringing in income. So for one to go just home means that there is not, you know, not as much income that's in the household. So, you know, what's y'all's thoughts on that joint? Uh, I'll go first since I started this conversation and I'll just say that uh, I'm absolutely okay with my wife being stay at home. If I had the income to replace her income, I'd be 100% fine with that. So, you know, the plan right now, the same plan has always been, honestly, I don't want either one of us to work. So my plan is to not work. I don't want to work. I think working is ghetto. My as soon as I find me a way bricks. to, he hey, flipping flip that yeah, yo. <laughs> something, bro. I don't know what it is yet, but once I figure it out, whatever it is that's going to help me retire both of us, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with her first. After I get her taken care of, I'm going to work on me. My plan is eventually neither one of us to be working. I live off my investments and the money that I done, I done made. I ain't figured it out yet, so y'all know when I know. You know, so don't ask me what it is because I don't know yet. Um, but once I figure it out, that's going to be the plan. So I'm 100. Hey, if you need that. to connect, 95 is a long stretch. I, <laughs> folks can always use a driver, bro. Can always use a driver. Real talk. Real talk. No, I personally, I don't care. Whatever you, whatever you want to do, um, it is what it is. If if we, if we got the means for you not to, great. If you want to, great. You know what I mean? Choose choose your journey. I, I could care less. I know me. I'm a grind either way. So what you do is what you do. I know Drew answer. You know What's Drew. Drew wants somebody. Drew. Barefoot Go pregnant. ahead, Drew. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> nah, bro. No. Nah. I said, no. Nah. What is it, bro? No. Nah. <laughs> Well, I know, I Drew, know you, you. I'm not gonna say you prefer, but you will 100 be okay with having a stay at home wife. That was correct. To take care I, of your I chicken agree with ten, that. Yeah, to take care of your chicken tender looking kids after y'all name them. Exactly. <laughs> 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 
So I know that's hey, what you want, bro. Lightly, them lightly breaded motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly how they gonna look too. <laughs> lightly breaded. They gonna have light skin names too. They gonna have light skin names like Maddox or something like that. <laughs> Yo, and this has been the Manly Bees podcast. We appreciate you all. No, nah, knowing Drew, he tried to Liam compensate for their light skin and, and give them the blackest yeah. names he could think of. Nah, Drew ain't gonna do that, yo. Drew ain't gonna do that. Maddox and Liam and, and stuff like that. That's the <laughs> See, this is why I'm, I think we already I think we already settled this. This is why I'm the blackest on the podcast. Hey, bro, I got two chicken titty looking kids too, bro. So it's cool. <laughs> it's cool, bro. Uh, it's cool. Oh my god, that is hilarious. all right. So go ahead and tell us your answer because I already know the answer. Go ahead. Um, I mean, it really, just to be quite honest with you, it really just depends on uh, what my situation is, and so based off my life trajectory right now, at bare at a bare minimum, I'm going to have two streams of income, right? And so, well, my goal has always been with that second flex uh, on them, Drew. Is to, uh, <clears throat> I mean, like honestly, let's think about it. Like, I mean, logistically, um, in terms of regards to like ministry, like if I had a had a role in the church, that's a secondary, uh, that's a secondary income. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So, would I, you know, be like, yo, take care of my student loans, or is that just income that's coming into the crib? So, it just really just depends on. I mean, we live in a capitalist society. So, would I mind it? I mean, no. Um, but it really just would depend on. Do we have the bandwidth um, financially to be able to, you know, to do that? So, yeah, for me, uh, I think is um, I, I would be okay with it uh, if my it ultimately is going to boil down. Hey, what what best works for you, right? Do mm-hmm. you want to be at home? Okay, if you can be, if you want to be at home, that's fine. Uh, I have no problem at all. Now, the way that we're currently set up, that's not how my wife is. She she likes to work. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. she is, um, she likes to, you know, um, she likes to be a, a businesswoman. And I'm like, Hey girl, go do you, you know what I'm saying? I would love it if she made more money than me, <laughs> three times more than me. And I'd be a stay at home. You stay That's at home. What, yes. <laughs> and I just be texting y'all all day while y'all at work, man. Y'all see this joint on Instagram? No, Troy, <laughs> I'm at work right now. Hey, text me. I'm going to still see that drink. And I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond. Hey, no, this is honestly, bro, I think my whole, and this is, I know it's supposed to sound beautiful and all that, but this ain't that. My whole reasoning for being okay with my wife staying at home is because it's selfishly motivated. If she ain't got to go to work, she ain't going to be tired from the world. She's going to be more available to me. And my needs and what Jesus I'm trying to do. Christ, Christ bro. I'm hey, just saying. Hey, look, I'm just saying. Male, okay, so we're gonna be real. Like Cam Newton, nigga. I'm not no <laughs> Cam Newton. I'm just saying. Think about it, though. <laughs> think about it. If you've been married for any length of time, you get to the point where you, where your wife is tired from the day, and she don't have as much to give you. She don't have as much energy for whatever it is that you're trying to do. She tired. Kids involved. You parenting. Beside work, you parenting. And you trying to cook. For people take people to practice do all this stuff focus on tomorrow get people ready for the next day by the time you done done all that the last thing you think about is trying to cater to a man or anything like that so what i'm saying is i'll use it like this so she's a teacher or whatever when she's on summer break and she ain't got to go to work and be drained by the day when she at home she more upbeat she more fun 
She's more friendly, less stress, whatever. So we get to have more fun. She more, you know, personable. She want to be around me, be up under me and stuff like that. And I, I like that. So if that's what I'm going to get, if that's the type of person I'm going to have, you know, by not having to go out in the world and battle with people, then I'd much rather her, you know what I'm saying, stay at home. So it's selfishly hey. motivated. Hey, real quick. Do Mel seem more happy today or something? Do y'all notice? I'm, like, hey, this nigga got a hey, home cooked hey, meal. Hey, hey, my he man is personable, hey, bro. He got he, a he home cooked meal. He's using emotional intelligence. <laughs> Mel is completely different. Cat. I don't know if he beat his <laughs> before this, but <laughs> hey, my boy. Hey, I ain't needed, I ain't had to do that, Lace. That's what happened when you take care of them. They are spring break. <laughs> Hey, my boy is jubilant. Oh my god, <laughs> jubilant! <laughs> hey, your skin glowing, Mel. Your skin glowing, hey, brother. Hey, my boy is in there. So yeah, I see why. Hey, if you gonna be like this every day, Mel, yeah, you need to continue. Yeah, with okay. That plan. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Hey, yo, my man about to start selling bricks so his lady can stay hey, in the crib, real bro. Talk. <laughs> Whatever it takes, bro. Whatever it takes, man. My boy is—he's in a good place today. <laughs> hey, and it's so just hey, so just so we can make sure that we are we <laughs> we being inclusive. <laughs> let's flip. Let's flip the script. If your lady was a breadwinner, would you be comfortable sitting at the crib? No, no. I, we already, I, I mean, yeah, we already know what we what talked about this is. before. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we did, we did, we did, we did, we did a little bit. Yeah, we did talk about it a little bit before, but no, I would not be. And it's not because I have to do something. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's not because of patriarchy or <laughs> anything man like said, that. That man said, "I got to do something." Yeah, so it's you not ain't because busting down the pots and pans, Mel, and giving no, up the I, yams so she can be. So you. You ain't gonna do that. You ain't gonna be cleaning the greens. Hey, and okay, look, the- <laughs> yams is always on the table, bro. Well, let me not even say that because that's <laughs> pause. <laughs> pause. 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 Hey, hey. But real one quick, thing me and Arby's got in common is I got the meats, so I'm always had the meats available. Okay. Hey, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all why this podcast has scarred me, yo. So I went to the dentist today, yo, and the dentist was like, yo, Cameron, I need you to open wide. I was like, that's a hard Yeah, you got to chill, bro. That just you got to chill out. I need you to open wide and give me all you got. That's what he told you. Hey, <laughs> 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 child, bro. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> uh, yo, Look, now I, I honestly I couldn't do it. Uh, not necessarily because of any patriarchy that I'm trying to fulfill or anything like that. I'm not trying to do anything like that. But in all seriousness, bro, it's like we, as we mentioned before, Mel Mel put it very very well. He said, "I I in my work I find purpose, you know, and that's that's just that's just what it is. I find purpose while I'm there. I feel needed. I feel like I'm getting some accomplished. I feel like I'm taking care of my family. I'm a provider. You know what I'm saying? And it's a part of my whole protection part also. So, you know, yeah. But you could do all those things and she still be the breadwinner though. Like you could still find your hustle, find a uh, a gig that suits meets whatever needs you you desire, etc. and she could still be the breadwinner. So, I guess is is it the concept of She's the breadwinner, and you kind of get your own, do your thing how you see fit, or what? What what is what is the motivational now, factor? 
Now, my wife made more money than me when we were uh, oh, when we gotcha. worked at the mountain. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was never a, that was never an issue. But Drew was just, just saying, could you be a stay at home and just be at the? I couldn't. I couldn't do be that. I need to. I you know I I, think- I need to. Need to be able to stretch my legs. You get a part time at Home Depot at <clears throat> Walmart or some checking receipts. Uh, put, yeah, I was about to say. True. I was about to say. Hey, be put context reader. around that, Drew. Put context around that because when you say stay at home, the image is I'm just at the crib. I ain't doing nothing. Like she go to work, I don't do nothing. That's the image that's gathered from stay at home. But stay mm-hmm. at home doesn't necessarily mean that you know all I'm doing is sitting at home. So if it was a situation like Troy said, was she making triple what I'm making and she running up the bag? I ain't say triple. I would probably quit. You know, oh, hey, triple, Troy said don't whatever. do him like she that. Got don't the do means, like that. <laughs> if I she got the triple. means, <laughs> if she got the means for me to go, if if I'm on the tab of the Brown plan and she done got to her bag and now I'm free to do something that I find interesting or, you know, start a business that I probably always wanted to start or something like that, I think that's totally different mm-hmm. than... A nigga who's just gonna sit at home and she mm-hmm. go to nah, work and bro. Do whatever. I'm talking about she go to work and she kiss you before she leave <laughs> and tell you that she want dinner ready by five o'clock <laughs> and had them yams ready when she get to the crib. <laughs> had them cheeks ready to go. <laughs> she want all the fixings with her yams, bro. Had them joints ready. Man, look, I'm gonna I'm keep it. I'm gonna keep it a no. thou while with you. If my wife would ever say, "Hey, I want them yams ready when I get home today," I'm gonna I'm gonna have them yams ready when she get home. We know. Today. I'm gonna let you know right <laughs> Troy. now. Troy. I'm gonna let you know Troy. right now. First Troy. of all, which it's yams are we up, talking bro. about right now, bro? I'm letting you know right now. <laughs> which yams are we talking about right now? Yeah, because I know you I, like your colon rearranged. So which hey, yams come on, you man. <laughs> According to Troy, he wanted done with. <laughs> you know, said, that's what lace he wanted gone. Lace said, said that. Lace said that. I ain't say that. I did not say that. I just said, I won't. You know what? I'm not even going to go Which there. Which games we talking about, Troy? No, no, no. We're not going to go there. Hey, I'm hella toxic tonight. Hey, My stomach gets full of which, though. I'm in good spirits. Nigga smiling and whatnot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, Lace, you said <laughs> you, ahead, had a, you had a you had a story. Oh no, he said he had an ignorant question. I do have an ignorant question. I do have an ignorant question. All right, we go. We gonna do it. We gonna do the wow, or we just gonna jump into an ignorant question? Can you can either? You, or, I'm it, cool. I'm cool either way. Does Drew bro, have a word? Troy said no. Troy said Troy said no. Let's jump into lazy. No, no, no. Question. I'm saying we ain't do no introduction at all. Oh yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we just jumped right in. We just jumped right in. Hey, my bad. Hey, y'all know what's going on, man. We in here for another edition of the Melly D's podcast. I'm your host, Melly Mel. You know we got Drewski in the building, aka Dr. Drew Mar. We got Dr. Life Coach Lace in the building. Put some respect on it, and you know we got your boy T. Roy, aka Pastor Troy. What's good, everybody? AKA the Glizzy Gobbler. Oh. Bro, I crushed three Glizzies last hey, night yo. and three more. Oh my, yo, so you had nine Glizzies. Troy, Troy, you had nine Glizzies in two weeks, Troy. bro. Come on, bro. Come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah. you're wild, bro. You're I better see you on man. ESPN next year, Troy. Hey, bro, next year, Fourth of July. Building, he will be, he will be on there with Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. 
Troy, if I don't see you on ESPN next year gobbling oh. down glizzies, bro, I'm going to be tight, bro. Oh, my God. If you're doing all this practice for nothing, I'm going to be tight, Troy. Oh my god, gonna be on the Joey Chestnut plan. Come on, necking these glizzies, boy. Hey, necking them jokes, yo. Necking them. Have y'all ever? You gotta relax, Troy. So that hey, hey, have y'all? No, hold on, hold on. Have y'all ever? Have y'all? Listen, have y'all? Have y'all ever had the potato bun? Have y'all ever had the potato bun, bro? Holy sh. Hey, hey, my boy, my boy need an intervention, bro. He need an intervention, yo. yo. Hey, he done hey. neck nine glizzies in a hey. week, bro. Oh my god, hey, Troy. Have y'all ever had a potato? Oh my bun? god, bro. Y'all ever had a potato bun? Oh, yo. The answer to your question, bro, is yes. The answer is yes. Oh my god! Oh, oh my! Man, let me get a pool towel like Troy, bro. Troy about to have me sweating in this joint, bro. Oh my god, yo! That I need is a pool towel. Crazy, my boy, yo, Island right now. Oh yo. my gosh, bro! Oh my god! Did you even have, the hey, did you at least have top, bro? Did you it's the Fourth of July. It's the yeah, you know he had July. toppers on that joint. You got to celebrate with a glizzy glizz. Guess what I didn't have on the 4th of July, bro? A glizzy. I ain't have a glizzy all weekend. Well, Troy said he necked about four of them the week before. <laughs> he did, bro. And he now did. coming back with a hard three this week? Like, he was yo, throwing them joints down, bro. Your guts cannot be good, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, no Troy way. was tearing them joints up, yo. So that leads that leads me uh, to my question: When y'all are for the individuals who indulge in glizzies, I did not know that Troy was indulging in glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> but when you when you make a when you are making a glizzy, Troy, do you say I'm fixing me a glizzy, or I want my glizzy with all the fixings, or do you say I'm dressing my glizzy? I've never said I'm dressing my glizzy. Never said that. Now when I'm back home. I, I tell them, they ask you, what did they say? They say, how do you want it? I'll say, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dang. How do you want it? I want it. I, <laughs> how do you want your glizzy? I want it the hard way. I'm trying not to I laugh, Troy. I'm trying so hard not to laugh, bro. <laughs> you walk right into that one, yo. I did. I walk. Hey, yo. You walk right into that one. I try so hard not to laugh at that joke. I did, man. I really did. Oh my goodness. How, how do you how do you want it, Troy? I, know. I ain't even gonna say. No, I ain't even gonna say. Troy, like I'm not gonna say Troy. the phrase. Cause you know what I was gonna say. I ain't even gonna say the phrase. What all the way? Chili. Oh. <laughs> Slaw. It mustard. All the way. Gotcha. Well, that's not all the way. Chili slaw and mustard, so, so no ketchup and nothing. So no do ketchup. they say fixing a, a glizzy or do they say um, dressing a glizzy? That's the question. Because I've, I've heard, heard it multiple ways. I, I didn't hear. I heard it this past weekend where somebody was like, uh, "Dressing my dressing my hot dog or dressing my glizzy," and I had I'm like I ain't heard that old rule saying since forever. 
So I don't know how other people geographically say that. No, I know man, older I folks say what dressings, but they they'll say that for anything like your sandwich or anything like what gotcha. dressings do you want? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Now but, this um, this this was specifically. <clears throat> Dressing my hot dog. I'm like, yo, what does that even mean? <laughs> I know what it means. Hey, I've heard it before. Hey, my, hey, just tell me what you want on it. Yeah, yo, Troy got what me you weak, want on yo. your hot dog. Troy got me weak. Hey, yo, y'all the worst, I, man. I, I ain't laugh like that in a minute, dog. <laughs> oh my yo. god! Look, when I uh, Troy, you when I was leaving my friend, when I was leaving my friend's house to come and do the podcast today. It was like Troy, you gonna be late. I was like, I know, but they gonna roast me anyway. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just gonna be late and just get roasted. So hey, we roast it everybody. Is what it is. Next week is gonna be Drew's turn. I told him I was gonna give him a seven day break. This was a safe space for seven days, but next week I'm roasting him, bro. Crazy. Y'all gonna yo. find out what it is. Oh my god, oh, I look man. forward I to it. it. You will look forward gonna, to it. I ain't gonna show and so up. So will Drew. <clears throat> you know what's funny? You gonna forget one day. And I'm gonna wait till you forgot, and I'm gonna bring it up. <laughs> Man, what was you about to say, Drew? You say you had an ignorant statement you was about to make. <clears throat> the turn the joint back, kind of semi-serious. You know, uh, Troy was talking about in regards to like men finding purpose in that work, and I'm gonna keep it a buck, especially like, after my whole like situation. I'm gonna keep it funky with y'all. I, there's no way I can continue to work for somebody else for the rest of my life. Like there's That's, no, yeah. there's no possible way. Um, and if, if I'm gonna find purpose in my work, it has to be something tangible, like that I enjoy. Um, and one of my colleagues who doesn't look like us, he asked me, he's like, dog, well, whatever you do next, he was like, um, he said, what would you like to do? And I ain't never think of it like that. I've always thought as a job as an ends to a mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, or a means to an end, like, you know, what I got to do to get to the bag. But I, um, yeah, yo, I, I, as far as it relates to like purpose in regards to like a career path, I definitely know at a at 29, I got to redefine that joint. So is the bag not enough purpose? Like what, what is the, what would you equate fulfillment to uh, as it pertains to, to purpose? If it's not the bag and other uh, intangibles from a, from a gig. I'm going to keep it a buck with you um, and not to put his business out there. Um, Y'all know I moved my brother from Orlando to Jersey City. And, uh, yo, my brother makes a ridiculous amount of money. And uh, when I was moving him, he had a piano in that joint. And I was like, what you got this piano in here for? And he was like, yo, I I wanted to learn in my downtime. Because he literally makes probably more than everybody in this podcast combined. And he was like, I only work one day a week. Like, that's all he does. And he's like, yo, I, like he had to find something else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like to pour himself into. So I know that <clears throat> the money can't just be like the purpose. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he getting back into the arts. You know what I'm saying? He, this dude bought a bike, you know what I'm saying? Like just so he can have some type of, you know what I'm saying? Like outlet. So what I learned what from say, that whole, th- huh? I was going to say, you saying like a, a, a bicycle or a. A bicycle. Yeah. Like oh, okay, he was gotcha. like bicycling around Orlando. So one thing I learned from that trip is, is like, it can't just be the bag. Like it has to be something deeper, something like more intangible. And I think for me, as cliche as it sounds, it's just like legacy. Like I think about the kids that I impacted in my last job to the point where some of them will come up to me and call me dad in the neighborhood because that's how they view me. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that lets me know, like I made a, I made a mark on somebody as opposed to how much money I got in my checking. 
Hey, the motivation for me, Drew, honestly, um, I've never really found, well, to Troy's point earlier when he was saying that I find purpose in my work, I don't necessarily find purpose in my work. I use my work for my purpose of taking care of what I believe is mine. <clears throat> so I don't necessarily find fulfillment in any work that I do. I just do the work because I know that I'm going to, I get the resources that I need mm -hmm. to take care of what I want to take care of. And that's <clears throat> Sharita, that's the kids, you know, so my, my motivation every day, you know, when I wake up is just whatever, what can I do to create better opportunities or more opportunities or create or gain more resources for what's mine. So that's my only purpose with work. That's why I don't get too wrapped up in, you know, the people, the stuff that go on, the, the politics of the office, whatever it is, like, I will give 120% to the job that I have, but it's not my everything because I know it's just whatever I do to make money yeah. to take care of what I want to take care of. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like for me, my goal is to never work. I hate working. Like I honestly hate working. I hate working just, just as much as I hated school, but I finished school because I knew that some of that stuff I needed in order to get to where I was trying to go. So, you know, uh, as the, as the seniors would say, you know, do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. And mm -hmm. I think that's where I am now because you know, work for me has always been a struggle because I'm someone who likes to be free. I like to make my own choices. I like to make my own decisions. I hate a lot of times having to answer to other people or be on other people's time, you know, or be on other people's Bro, back and call. So it's always, it's always a struggle for me in any work, I, in any job I ever go to, I'm happy for like the first six months to a year. But after that wears off, I don't care how great the job is. Like even now, you know, I get miserable because the whole time, well, I ain't gonna say the whole time, but a lot of the time I'm sitting there thinking about what I could be doing for myself. Like yeah. I'm helping to make somebody else's rich. I'm feeling fulfilling somebody else's dream. They're being able to do what they want to do, you know, off my sweat, ex, uh, sweat equity, sweat, sweat equity. equity. Um, yeah, you had it right. Or my, uh, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, my intellectual property. So, you know, um, the only motivation I have is to just do what I want. So I, I, I uh, the, the purpose for me is, how do I make myself valuable for, you know, uh, the people around me? And I think that's the only thing that that motivates me to work. I've never really found purpose in work as much as I find purpose in impacting, you know, Sharita's life and the kids' life and stuff like that. So that's why I said the minute I can figure out what I can do for my own, you know, or the minute I get in position to do for myself, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Mm, that's good stuff. That's real. <clears throat> I feel that... Um, especially like with me trying to be more like financially disciplined. Um, you know, like I've made some like large purchases for my family. And, uh, and I think it was, when did I go last home? I guess it was last week. Like I told my folks, I was like, you know, y'all obviously like need to be in the market for a new refrigerator. <clears throat> uh, this is the amount of money I can put towards it, you know? And so I think that's kind of where I, like you said, Mel, like, feeling like I can take care of like, you know, what's mine. It always used to be Blake who was able to make those large financial contributions. And now I feel like I'm in a place where I can do that as well in regards to like certain things that my folks need. Um, and then specifically, like even like with my grandparents, like, you know, uh, fixing their air conditioner the other day and just small things. And so that's kind of where I find my purpose knowing that I'm able to be there for my family. But I have um, this ideology that I'm going to find my purpose, like through a gig or a title or money, whatever the case may be. You know, this twenty eight taught me that joint's dead. Like that joint is just like I can't, I can't do that. There's, there's nothing in there. So hopefully, I ain't got to sell crap. Especially <laughs> when you, especially when you helping someone else towards their dreams, and 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 it just dawned on me. It's like I'm helping y'all towards y'all's mission. 
what is mine? Mm-hmm. And and I had to take a step back and realize I don't I don't have one. I mean, I I, I have one in an immediate one in the sense of like like Melvin said, taking care of the family, making sure you know. Uh, and Drew even mentioned legacy, like trying to trying to start that stuff. But then like, but what do I want? What do I want to be remembered for? You know what I'm saying? Like once it all mm-hmm. once it all said and done. Um, somebody asked me the other day, what do I want it? What do I want? Uh, written on my tombstone and i was like that's a really good question i don't i really don't i really don't have an idea like how do i want to be remembered so that's uh that's i i am thankful drew you at the age that you are right now 10 years younger than me that you're able to see that i'm just now capturing that concept myself um and so the fact that you're able to see it this early man kudos to you dog i was thinking about that joint today man and i was literally like on my way back to my apartment I was literally thinking about, I literally like all of my talents, my gifts, and my abilities, uh, particularly my gift to gap, has all been to benefit my former supervisor and basically her idea for the agency. You know what I'm saying? Like basically to get the organization to expand. And I'm like, I could be using these same gifts and abilities for myself or try to get off the ground. You know what I'm saying? What I want mm-hmm. in regards to my ability to uh, 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 create and nurture, you know, relationships. You know, and so it's just like. I um I don't know what the I don't know what the switch was, but it's just like yo, um, and I know you know everybody can't be their own small business owner. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody in the world, you got to have somebody to work for somebody, and that and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for me, I uh, I can't do that joint. So if I got to be the Walmart greeter and have my side hustle <laughs> on the side, then so be it, dog. I'm gonna check right. them receipts <clears throat> with pride. But the thing is, most people aren't willing to take that risk. They aren't willing to invest True. in themselves in that way. Um, hence why a lot of people are afraid to take the leap into entrepreneurship or, or really walking in their purpose as they um, see fit. For me, I look at it from a slightly different lens um, because I think of I'm, I'm doing I'm doing what I do and whatever I do impacts somebody else. Um, so mm-hmm. the impact is what is lasting. Because I remember one time I, I asked my mentor, um, you know, what do you want your legacy to be? He told me straight up. He was like, other people write your legacy. I'm doing this because I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But once mm. I'm gone, somebody else is going to write the legacy for me. So it speaks for when you do what you do, it speaks mm-hmm. for itself. People can't deny it, et cetera. So that always stuck with me when we talk about, you know, leaving things um, better than we found them, our legacy, what we do, um, what we do as far as walking in our purpose and those kind of things. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't even know and can't identify their purpose. And I think that's why we see a lot of folks just walking around, going through the motions, not having any vision, any idea of what they want to do because we have been um developed in a way where we do for others but we don't even we can't see ourselves and how we can do things in a sound way for ourselves long term Mm, mm. that's good i think uh well to lace's point about legacy i think for me i didn't want anybody else to write my legacy or i've always been taught uh by my dad or he's always shared with me that legacy is up to me it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know what i'm saying it's up to us and how we you know do with our family my dad had to step out and do some things that were uh, uh uncommon to him just because of his upbringing just some of the way that uh our family is and how generational curses move down from person to person you know so my dad had to take an opportunity to step out and do something different you know so that he could create something different he wanted to start you know uh new legacy new representation of the brown last name, whatever like that. So he's always put into me that, you know, legacy is up to me 
in that regard and shaping my life and shaping my kids' life and stuff like that. So um, <clears throat> I think that's why I have so much uh, conviction about working and having purpose and creating opportunities and provision and stuff like that because of what, what he taught me. But I think one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn so far is that because we our family didn't have that stuff in place to pass down mm-hmm. and being that he and me and, you know, the rest of my brothers and sisters have to make the investment to change, you know, uh, our family's history or path, whatever. I had to come to the realization that a lot of the work that I'm going to do or have to do, I'm not going to benefit or see the fruits from is going to be shown through miles or Maya or someone else, you know, and that can be right. You know, right. a difficult thing to, to deal with because you got to take all the force, all the struggle, all the pain, all the whatever, and you might not see no glory from it, you know, in my lifetime. So that's, it, it's hard because you like, yo, I'm trying to stay on the right path, but if I ain't going, I might not see nothing from this. Do I really want to go through all this for what seems to be nothing at the time? You but know the, what I mean? Like, right. But the thing is you doing it because you know that you are leaving it to individuals that you are already grinding for and providing for, et cetera. That's why uh, when my mentor said that other people write your legacy, they write your legacy because you did, you built the foundational work and you might not mm-hmm. reap the benefits of it, but they're the ones who carry the legacy and they speak to oh, what you what did saying. to develop um, mm-hmm. what would be sustainable from, from that. So that's why uh, at the time when he told me it, it really didn't click. But as I started thinking about him, I'm like, yo, that is true. Other people do write your legacy for you, regardless of what you did foundationally, even if you don't reap the benefits, as you mentioned. So I guess you were, I guess you were trying to, I guess you would encourage someone to make impact on other people in a sense of leaving legacy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah, Just want to check and make sure I got, I'm lining up. Yeah. I mean, you can still have sound impact, but again, what you're doing, you, you, you can't use it once you're gone. But yet you're leaving something that has sound impact that they can utilize and they continue to build and shift the narrative, et cetera. And that's what legacy is based upon. Now, look, I'm going to let y'all know right now, my legacy is not going to be the glizzy gobbler. That's not going to be my legacy. My legacy. As it stands today. No, no, it's not. Y'all going to know me. Y'all gonna know me. That joint is ingrained in the internet. That joint is on the internet, No, y'all going to know me. Y'all going to know me as... But Your check boy. this, yo. We had a conversation. I remember this was back at the uh, this was back at the job like months ago, and you know, like I'm trying to make sure I don't get us canceled. I feel like education has become like so like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like people market education. Like you can't go on any website now without somebody being like, "Yo, come get your bachelor's degree. Come get your master's degree here in two minutes." You know what I'm saying? And blah blah blah. And people like keep pushing this thing about needing, you know, like there's an oversaturation of like uh, monetizing or marketing like education. And so like somebody asked us, they were like, yo, if you had all the money in the world, like what would you push that money for in regards to helping like, you know, people who are in a um, in a downtrodden situation? And one person was like, you know, I want uh, you know, I want to be able to allow everybody to go to school or whatever case may be. But the truth of the matter is, is like to Mel's point about like there has to be like somebody that says, you know what, quote unquote, I'm going to take the L for my family to progress. Somebody has to do that. And what I have been trying to tell people for a long time, for people who are in a, um, in a, in a bad situation, what they need is a job that gives them a livable wage. So that way that affords them the opportunity for their family or for their kids to go and get an education 
So that means that their lineage is going to benefit from that. And the truth of the matter is, I think about uh, my maternal grandfather. Uh, my grandfather has a fourth grade education and my grandmother has eighth grade education. My grandfather can't read or write like whatsoever. And I didn't realize that until later on when he used to ask me to do his signature when he'd take me school shopping the belt. But then you think about the educational attainment that my mom has and then that my brother and I have. We wouldn't have done that unless my grandfather says, you know what, I'm going to stop going to school so I can provide for my siblings and for my mama. And then so my daughter can go to school and then her kids can go to school. So there has to be somebody that says, yo, I'm going to um, I mean, I reap the benefits of it immediately, but I'm going to know that my family is going to be better off based off, uh, as Mel said, like my sweat equity. And I think as a people, that's something we have to have a mindset that um, what we're leaving is not necessarily for us, but it's for somebody else. Hey, that's that's a word right there. Um, <clears throat> so just speaking about, you know, like legacy and stuff like that and taking the L and putting forth, you know, the sweat equity and effort for other people and making an impact, you know, um, I would say for Drew, because he's been most vocal tonight and I know that he's passionate about this. Like, what would you say are your uh, intrinsic motivators for staying, you know, on the right track or holding to your conviction about, you know, creating legacy and continuing to make progress, you know, and changing the trajectory of your family and stuff like that. Well, I, if, let me jump out the window real quick. Um, it's so funny. It's like the way that I look forward is by glancing um, backward and seeing how, yo, <laughs> I uh, I put in a text the other day. I was like, hey, guys, you know, next week, just let y'all know uh, I'm going to be. I'm going to have my little sister and her little brother. Lace was like, tell me what country mess is going on right there. <laughs> Not a safe space. <laughs> Not no, a safe space was... at all. <laughs> Not a safe space. And so, and so, and, but, but if you, if you take a step back and you look at it, you're like, how did that come about? You know, it's not my little brother. It's my little sister's little brother. Um, and you look, and then you start to glimpse, like take a glimpse back at like family stuff and their history is like, yo, we're functional. We, yes, we're functional, but we're, we're like dysfunctional at the same time. Mm. And it's just like moving forward is like, how can I avoid that dysfunction from, from, from transpiring for the next generation? But here's the crazy part. Like you can be so focused on the past that you're not even paying attention to where is where you're going and you end up mm -hmm. causing more trauma, more drama for family than anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I, you know, I had the concept of, I never want to be like my father, but not even realizing there are, there were some good things about my father, you know what I'm saying? That he did have. Um, but I would want to be not like him so much that I end up mm -hmm. becoming like the extreme opposite right. of him and it ends up being more damaging than anything you know what i'm saying so um i think that's one of my encouragements is you know just knowing my family's history wanting my wanting my kids my the generation after me to be proud of what my dad did or you know what i'm saying of you know, how he laid the foundation for us and stuff like that so i think that's probably mm -hmm. one of one of my motivators um <clears throat> It's, it's wild. Troy kind of started off his answer like that. I think my intrinsic motivator to like stay on this path has really just been 
Um, one kind of recognizing like the pitfalls uh, that have made themselves readily available to my family uh, from a general standpoint overall. But I think specifically like knowing like my direct lineage, um, it's that, you know, it's kind of one of those things that like, y'all remember that first conversation like that you had like with your with your pops about like or somebody older in your family about, well, this is your great, great somebody. And they kind of just tell you like the, the lineage of the family, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, what they had to go through and et cetera, et cetera. So specifically, you know, as a man, I think about my dad. I, I think about like the ridiculous like level of poverty that my dad grew up in. And then I think about like literally how statistically how he defied like a ridiculous amount of odds to get to where he was one financially, but two from an educational standpoint. So I feel like it's kind of like my objective duty to like to do that, even though, you know, my odds are not as difficult because of him. Despite that, there are still some statistics that I needed to um, to uh, to circumvent. So I feel like it's my job to continue that, like, you know, despite my situation, this is what I made out of it to continue that. Because actually, Mel, you said this a long time ago, dog, and I don't know if you remember this. This is when we were um, uh, working uh, for the Ku Klux Klan. (laughs) (laughs) We call it the mountain. We call it the mountain. Same thing. Hit the mountain. Yo, Mel was like, dog, he was like, I'm working this. Uh, He's like, I'm working like this. Or I want to be able to do this so that my my son never has to put in a job application. Mm. He ain't ever got to worry about putting in a job application because I'm going to get him a job on the golf course. That's if he ain't with me already trying to make his own move, having a connection. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about, like, think about, uh, I don't know, Bill Gates got kids or Elon Musk, all these different people who, like, they don't even know what a job application is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, what you need a resume for. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just, they just winging it. So, my goal is, is like, I'd be dead and gone 50 times over, but somebody in my lineage is going to be so situated that the things that I had to think about, they'll never have to think about. And that's just my intrinsic motivator. Talking about Elon Musk, he his uh, he just he just had twins with his secretary. Yeah, Lowski. Yeah. Lowski. Yeah. His secretary ain't never got worried about a job ever again in her life. On the Lowski. <laughs> On the low. I, had, I hadn't hey, you heard call, that. Hey, we call that a business decision. <laughs> What's a business decision, bro? <laughs> hey, hey, no. Um, this probably one of the few times I'm gonna be very transparent on this podcast. I'm usually pretty transparent, but this is probably gonna be one of the realest ones. And you know, since Lace don't have no intrinsic motivators for life, I'm gonna skip. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> I tell you, no struggle in the lace house, bro. Tell you, um... <laughs> yo, that's wild, yo. Go ahead, man. Um, for me, honestly, um, intrin- the intrinsic motivation for me is honestly three things, um, and they all show their face in different ways uh, at different times of my life. But it's ambition, fear, and embarrassment uh, are the three, you know, intrinsic motivators for me, and. You know, I say ambition because I feel like I've always just had an ambitious spirit. I've always, every time I've done something or worked somewhere or been involved with something, I'm, my brain is always telling me or my heart's always telling me that I should be doing something else or that I should be doing more or there's more out there for me. Every time I try to chill, you know, something is in me is always like, oh, not yet. Get get to that, get to that next thing. Go, you know, go after this or go, you know, whatever. And then, you know, uh, honestly, other times I'm just afraid, you know, I'm afraid of being, you know, average or mediocre, you know, because I've seen 
how life is for someone who's average or mediocre. Ain't nobody rolling out the red carpet for nobody that's in the middle of the road. Ain't nobody, you know, giving opportunities to nobody that's average or nothing like that. And every time you look around and y'all seen it, people who already seem like they got all the opportunities get more opportunities. And people who ain't got no opportunities don't get no opportunities, you know? So I've always been afraid of being, you know, less than or average or whatever. So I'm always trying to be above average in every way possible. So everything I do, I take, you know, competitively because I'm honestly, you know what I'm saying, on the inside, I'm afraid. Mm. And then, mm. you know, the other part of it is um, just embarrassment. You know, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced you know, uh, a humbling situation, you know, as a man or anything like that, especially, you know, for some of the ones that's married when it comes to taking care of and providing for your family. But I think Drew asked me a little while ago, I can't remember how long ago it was, but he asked me, you know, like, um, what made me all of a sudden want to really get into financial literacy or take my finances seriously, you know what I'm saying, or start, you know, making career changes and stuff like that. And it was honestly an embarrassment, you know, true story. I've been, you know, hanging around like, uh, Lace and other people in the frat and stuff like that who were just always seem to be more financially literate than I was. And I kind of was afraid of, you know, money talk because I didn't really all the way understand it. Like I didn't understand interest. I didn't understand stocks. I didn't understand, you know, how money worked and stuff like that. So I kind of shied away from it because I didn't want to be uncomfortable or get out there or whatever. But the more they kept talking about it, the more I was around it, the more, you know what I'm saying, I became interested. And I was like, you know, um, I'm going to do, you know, whatever it takes to, to figure it out. So the first thing I did was, you know, try to get with a financial advisor. So, you know, taking the, the easy, not easy route, but this, this stepping stone stages, let me get with somebody who knows more that can educate me or whatever. So I got a financial advisor, um, had a little meeting, you know, with the financial advisor on Zoom or whatever. This was pre, pre-COVID or whatever, but they weren't near me, but they connected me to somebody. So we did it on Zoom. Sharita was with me and everything like that. So we sit in the kitchen. They asking me all these financial questions, asking me, you know, what life insurance plans I got set up, if I got money anywhere, you know, what we got in savings, what type of assets we have and all these other type of things. And, you know, the more questions he asked and the more answers I didn't have, the more I got embarrassed. You know, mm. like I was, I didn't have most of the stuff that he was telling me about. Or I didn't even know about the stuff that he was talking about, you know, and by the time I got done with the call, I realized that I ain't have nothing in order. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I had been thinking that I was handling my business, but I was really playing. Like mm -hmm. I was out here playing or whatever. And it was a real, you know what I'm saying, humbling and embarrassing moment for me because before that I thought I was, I thought I was top tier, you know what I'm saying, in husbandry. Obviously I had some stuff wrong with me, but I always felt like I was handling myself. You know what I'm saying? I brag about myself. Like I do this, I do that. I'm at all my kids' games. I'm there for my wife. I do these things. My bills are always paid, whatever. But you know, by the time that call ended, I realized that the only way my family was surviving if it, if I, if only way they were surviving is if, if I was alive. Right, right, right. The minute right, that uh -huh. I weren't alive, they was gonna be dead. They was gonna be destitute. You know what I'm saying? So after the call was over, whatever. After you know, me and Sharia talked. I I held it together, whatever. But then she left, and I just I was still in the kitchen by myself, and I just started crying mm -hmm. because I realized I hadn't done shit for my family. Like I hadn't I hadn't done nothing. I hadn't achieved or attained nothing. So I was so embarrassed that I was just like, I'm never gonna feel like this again. You know what I'm saying? So that embarrassment or that humbling moment is what really turned the switch on in me. Like I got to take this thing seriously. I got to do stuff. I got to create opportunities. And, you know, obviously I can't do it all. So I had to pick and start, you know, and, and build my way up or whatever. But it was just like, bro, I ain't even have a, a life insurance policy on myself. And that's something small. It's inexpensive. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even an expensive thing to have, but I ain't have no backup plan. And we didn't really have no money in savings. We didn't really have a savings account or nothing like that. So I was just like, what am I doing? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What legacy am I creating? You know, going back to talking about legacy and stuff that my dad was talking about, I was like, what am, what am I doing? Like, I hadn't done nothing. Like, yeah, I was present, but I was one dimensional. I ain't know mm-hmm. nothing. I hadn't done nothing. So, you know, I was, uh, I had to take take that on the chin or whatever. And in that moment, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say it created a monster, but it definitely, you know, um, did something to me where I was just like, I'm never going to know what this feels like again. So, you know, yeah. that's really what the intrinsic motivator is for me, you know, uh, just the fact that I've always been ambitious, the fear, and then I ain't trying to be embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the motivation. You know what I'm saying? You can be, you can scare yourself enough where you, you do what the you got to do <laughs> to, to, to tighten up. So I think, I, I mean, I, I appreciate your transparency and willingness to, to share. I think one thing that jumped out is, uh, being multidimensional, you know what I'm saying? Like one thing before I got into higher education, um, I sold insurance and the hustler mm. in me, you always, you always go to your crew like, yo, yeah, I know y'all don't have insurance. This is something y'all need to, you know, invest in and stuff like that. And one of my selling points was how embarrassing would it be for you to check up out of here and you, your people got to beg for money to put you in the ground. Like if that ain't a motivator, hey, I don't know hey, what is. Hey, hey. So I'm gonna keep that's it a buck to... and we gonna get canceled. <laughs> I'm not donating to your GoFundMe to put you in the ground, bro. I'm not gonna do it, dog. I'm not gonna Real do talk. it, man. Real I'm talk. But that is that is legit how I used to um, how I got through uh, my later years um, of college was from selling insurance, and that's what I used to hit all the hustles with that I know would come and drop. Um, you know, what I mean, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars on shoes. Well, how about we hold off on one pair of them kicks and we get you a life insurance policy? Because again, if you That's check good. up out of here, why are you why are you gonna be begging for somebody to put you in the dirt? So uh it's always finding that way that can you can ultimately uh I would say almost reverse psychology motivate people to to do some aspects of what they need to do. Cause when you out here young and you living, you ain't thinking about stuff like that. Uh, on some real. I mean, some folks are lucky enough to have people who um, may have established, you know, policies uh, for them when they were younger that they can capitalize on as they get older. But most people in their 20s, et cetera, uh, at least my crew, they won't think about none of that. We was talking about VIPing at the club, all the bottles that we can pop, all the bras that we can bag, all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But it was never about um, future conversations and establishing yourself futuristically. I mean, one thing that jumped out at me which was an intrinsic motivator, ironically, since, you know, lacing never had no, no issues and nothing like that. But one thing, one thing that jumped out at me when I was in college was how my crew would get refund checks and blow them on all kinds of crazy stuff. And I never, my, I never got a refund check because, you know, my people were able to provide. I was like, yo, why is that? So I started looking, you know, into, how are while everybody that I rock with they getting thousands of dollars back, but I'm I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not um, capitalizing on this, and that's when my pops was showing me what he did to establish this, that, and the third for me to have access and be successful, and that's what really got me going as far as okay, I need to do X, Y, Z. So um, when the time comes, I don't have to worry about this down the line. Um, my child don't those kind of things. So you know that was the the motivation for me in some ways. Yo, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, yo. Mm-hmm. One thing my pops told me you're going to do, you're going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you go do that. You go do that. <clears throat> hey, so they told me straight up after one of uh, one of my classmates died in uh, middle school, my pops sat me down. He's like, yo, we got a life insurance policy on you. I was like, man, for what? <laughs> Y'all think I'm about <laughs> to check about this joint, bro? It's like, dog, somebody got to pay to put you in the ground. 
yeah, that was my introduction into like into policies into insurance. And so it's just like you can't you can't set your family up for failure like that after you gone. Like you know what I'm saying? Like look at mm-hmm. my situation now. I'm handling my aunt's estate dog, and she ain't had nothing planned, dog. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. So you you yo you gotta you gotta have you gotta have your family set up for no stress. They are gonna be crying because you gone. Don't have them crying because you know what I'm saying. You Man, them Negroes gonna be ready to split up whatever you got left behind. They ain't thinking about putting you in the dirt. <laughs> they gonna be talking about who who bait who bringing the chicken and who taking the liquor. That's who all they're the concerned about. Yeah, who get the house? Who get the and car? Who get the house? Who get this? Um, you know, we um, when we were setting up the paperwork, you know, for the the job that I have now, uh, I was like, yo, for a cup of coffee each month. You can have a multi-thousand dollar policy on somebody. Multi-thousands. Um, but like and it was like, yo, I can sacrifice Starbucks so that once I'm gone, my wife won't have to work for a couple years if she if she needs to grieve. Now she might be celebrating after I die. I don't know. But she needed hey, some like time the, to like grieve. The old say, I'm, I'm worth more dead than alive. If she wanna, if she wanna, if she had to, if she needed to take time to grieve, then you know, money doesn't necessarily um, doesn't necessarily give you healing, but it does relieve some of the pain that can have from somebody passing away. For sure. For sure. I mean, the scripture says that money answereth all things. Answereth all so things. So if that, that's what the scriptures say, that's what I'm going to say. I'm, I'm going to say this on the airwaves. I'm about to say this on the airwaves right now so that it's recorded. So that's recorded and it's stuck out in the internet. When I'm gone, whatever age that is, I, I'm doing the foundation to make sure that Shreed and the kids got a good life when I'm gone. But when I am gone, Shreed, listen to me right now. <laughs> Your boyfriend is not allowed in my house. Don't have him in my car, not in my closet, not the bed that I done, that I done purchased about. Your boyfriend not allowed in my hey, house. Bro, you ain't got no say so in that. You ain't got no say so in that. You ain't got no pool, boy. bro. I'll haunt your dreams. Oh, I'll make a contract. <laughs> I know that but, nigga not but, comfortable. But, but, a, but uh, not, not to transition to that, but I do encourage folks. You know, always look at taking out additional policy outside of whatever your employment may be. Um, hmm. Always look at whole insurance. Always look at universal insurance because they do pay dividends on the back end that you can utilize for other assets uh, or other access to um, financial gain. So always hmm. um, look at that to add that to your portfolio outside of solely what you have with whatever place of employment. That so just go to the just go to Google and type in uh, whole or universal insurance is that what you just said yeah yeah do do some research because a lot of folks you know what i mean look at the term policy those are generally the cheaper policies but you don't get all of that money that's the thing you may have a fifty dollar fifty thousand dollar term policy but you're only going to get uh, a cap of that how much it takes to bury you how much it takes to um put you in the dirt like those kind of things take care of those immediate expenses whereas whole life, universal life, um, it's more of an, an investment where you can um, get those dividends on the back end or futuristically um, from what you invest overall. Bro, I ain't going to lie to you. Saying put someone in the dirt, definitely, I was like, that is very morbid. That is very morbid. It's, it's the truth, though. I mean, it's, it's what, the we, truth. It's what it is. Bro. It's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. 
It is you what know, it is. But no, I do I do encourage folks to 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 do that research and um, diversify uh, whatever kind of insurance and type of investments that you that you do have or that you are seeking to explore. Mm, 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 mm. Hey man, I'm gonna say this, and I know that we got a mixed crowd of people who watch this podcast, but this is really for the men. What I'm about to say right now, not that women shouldn't be looking into life insurance and all that type of stuff too. I just want to emphasize to the men. Um, how important it is to handle your business. Got and I ain't just talking about life insurance, just with life. Like, uh, of course, I've been guilty of it. I talked about it tonight. You know, you out here playing, you think you got a lot of time and this and that. And that may be true. So people always say, oh, you're young, you got time, you got time, you got, you know, all this time. That's the big one of the biggest lies I've ever heard. Um, you may got time to live, but you don't have time to waste. So don't be out here mm-hmm. wasting time, Ooh, you know, what saying, playing, you know, making, um, <laughs> Flying by the seat of your pants, whatever it is, like take this, take this thing seriously. Especially if you got kids, uh, you got dependents, you got life going on, man. It's important to handle your business. I think every man should be in a situation where he's handling his business. It may take you a while mm-hmm. to get to whatever mm-hmm. ambitions, goals, and dreams you have, but always be somebody that's about your business um, because other people are affected, and you know you don't really understand the impact you know that you make to the people around you and stuff like that. So I would encourage you to you know, handle your business. If you don't know what that is, get connected to somebody who looks like they know how to handle their business and figure out what the hell it is that they doing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you can get on that same wavelength. You know, sometimes you got to step outside yourself, you know, be uncomfortable, be embarrassed for a little while, you know, so and that ask you can for get, help. get to what it is that you're trying mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, ask it's okay. It's, it's all right. Ask for help. It's all right. Because um, I'll tell you right now, uh, I struggle with that for a while too, because in past when I would ask for help, nobody wouldn't, you know, extend a hand whatever so i got used to just trying to feeling like i needed to do everything by myself well if you want it done right you got to do it yourself um so it took me a while to get out of that um but what i really found out is that i was just asking for help from the wrong people Mm -hmm. you know so once i got Mm -hmm. around the right people you know ask for help was easy you know um and they look out for me so i'll say if you don't know you know connect with somebody find out you know whatever it is that they doing so you can get on the right track whatever but i it definitely be about your business because you know it's serious out here in the world is getting Worse by the day as we all can crazy see, and know, crazy so pretty soon you know uh your kids gonna be relying on you we, we all gonna need to create opportunities for our kids at the rate that we're going right now so sure you know uh handle your business melvin you gotta maximize uh, the dash man gotta maximize the dash we all get a dash gotta maximize it yeah that we live in between melvin one of the things that you mentioned is uh you got an advisor uh financial advisor you spoke with one I'm not sure if y'all have a continued, um, you know, uh, uh, client, whatever type of relationship. But um, uh, that's it's, it's it's ironic that you even mention that because Shaka and I were talking about that the other day. Hey, man, we need to get an advisor. So uh, for those people who are hearing us and it's like, hey, I might need to look into this. What did you do to find the person? Like, what were you, you know, how did you go about finding yours? Uh, it was a little bit easier for me just because of my my circle. I didn't really get on Google or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being an alpha, you go to chapter meetings and stuff like that, and people have all manner of uh, career paths and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was just mm-hmm. always around either doctors, lawyers, people in finance, or have financial advisor own a business or something like that. So I just connected with my network. So mm-hmm. you know, I just happened to know an alpha who was a financial advisor. Connected with him, told him what was going on, told him what I was trying to do. You know, and he took time to set aside to you know, educate me and get me on involved in that process, whatever. So he got me started. Uh, but then I ended up working with my boy DJ. So uh, if you're in the Lynchburg area, holler at my man DJ Best. Y'all know who he is. Y'all seen him around coaching glass, basketball, whatever like that. So uh, holler at my man. He'll get you right. But 
for those who you know aren't in that area a simple google search whatever a lot of uh well, Lace probably has more information on that, but Google, you know, financial advisor, whatever, and local stuff will pop up. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's pretty easy. I think the biggest thing is for you have to take that step and um, not be ashamed to to do so because you, you, you're you going to learn some things. You're going to have opportunity to reassess and really say, OK, this is where I want to go. But this is what it's going to take to get there. Uh, but I mean, a, a simple search can, can give you uh, access to those individuals who are in that realm on a regular basis and using network. I mean, we all know people ask folks, yo, you got a financial advisor. I see you doing, doing your thing. You know what I mean? Or what, what does that look like? Connect me word of mouth, relational, all that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's not necessarily hard, but it just like with any relationship, you have to develop that and you have to trust what the individual is telling you for your best interest overall. So, mm. yo, this is, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. This is this podcast tonight has definitely been a blessing to you, boy. It's been confirming, uh, so I got confirmation, and uh, and it's been very sobering too because, uh, you know, we always think we got tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised, bro. It's but a vapor, man. It's bro, but a I, vapor. I hate to say this, man. When we went to go see the fireworks, the whole time my head was on a swivel because I'm like, this is a large crowd. Somebody, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know this area. You know what I'm saying, like. Anybody can pop off or do anything like that. And sure enough, not more than two minutes after we saw the fireworks go off, news thing pops up, six killed. And then it just turned mm. out today that it was seven um, for a 4th of July joint. So, man, the world's getting crazier and crazier as we're as we're moving on, man. And we got to we gotta make sure we're making the preparations that we can do to- Hey, got to get your ourselves. affairs in order, as the church hey, folks young. say. Got to get your affairs in order. Real live, Troy. I'm like this close to never doing large public events again. In my yeah, life, bro. bro. Yeah, I'm like this. I'm like this close, bro. Now I feel that all the stuff that. that's going on, it ain't worth it, bro. It's too unpredictable. I'd rather be in a controlled environment or something like that because it's, it's just getting out of hand, bro. Yeah, man. Shit, nobody had to be dealing with all that hey, just to. I'm gonna keep it next to quizzes you. on the weekend, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude in Chicago. I keep trying to explain to cats how wild that is. I was like, yo, my man was like literally on top of a building, dog. Like it was Call of Duty. How, how, like, yo, you can't even win in that situation, dog. Mm-hmm. The joint is nuts. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. And the fact that um, as a nation, we won't do anything to address it. We know what the problem is, but it's kind of like, let's just continue to call it this, call it that, and they won't address it uh, head on. Um, but it, like I said, it's very interesting from the gun standpoint, from other, some of the other things that have transpired, um, nationally, it, we, we living in, in, in wild times, man. I just wish the Lord would come on back and rapture me up. So, um, uh, this is ridiculous. Let me get myself together first. Cause if he come right I'm going to keep it a buck, Lace. Hey, Lace, like, that's how you, that trait, bro. Hey, Lace, hold on, Lord. Don't you know listen you to Lace. Old, bro. Cause I told my mama, I said, yo. I'm just ready for the Lord to come back and just come hey, out. Legit, said, man. Don't like listen this, to Drew Orlais, Lord. This, 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 <laughs> hey, Lord, don't listen to Drew, Drew Orlais. <laughs> hey, bro, I need Gabriel to blow the trumpet, dog. Hey, hey bro, toot no that horn, do. my boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, real question. Real question. No can do, bro. Real question. Have y'all ever woke up, like, took a nap, just randomly took a nap or went to sleep or something, and you woke up and won't nobody around, and you thought you got left behind? Am I the only one that's ever been like that before? 
<laughs> Yo. Yes. My boy D. Hey, what you yeah. going through? Boy. No, but Troy. No, but Troy, real rap, though. I was driving. Uh, we was back in the burg, bro. I was driving down the uh, I was driving down Lakeside one day and there was a tornado warning or something like that. And I've never heard the city alarm. I've never heard it before. Never knew that they sent a horn for certain instances <laughs> to notify the community that certain stuff was going on. I'm driving down the street, bro. Whatever city horn that they use, sound like the horn of Gabriel that Drew was just asking my boy to keep off. And I swear to God, bro, I'm in mid-drive, bro. I lean forward in the window and I look up. And I swear, oh, Lord. Bro. I said, oh, it's now. The, t- the time is now. I'm about to miss it. My man said, said, I'm about, I'm to, about miss to go it. to I'm not ready. My man said, I'm about to go to the upper room. Yes, sir. I'm not ready. I, I looked up. I, I, like, I swear I was looking at I know this it. This got to be it, bro. Mm-hmm. And it won't. Mm-hmm. So let me get myself together, Lord. Then come up. <laughs> then come on, come, come on, get me. help me get myself together. Then get come it on. right, get it right. Oh. That's get how. It that's right. how I imagine it feels. You know how I feel after you see something that you really wanted, and then you find out yesterday, or you find out the day after that it was seventy percent off yesterday. Mm. That's what it's gonna be like when the rapture comes, bro. Niggas mm. gonna be gone. You are gonna be sitting there like, ah. Oh. Oh, should have got, right. right. got it right. What we gonna do now? Should have got it right. What we gonna do now? But yet, That's there's still there's still room for one. Mm-hmm. Hey, I hope y'all, I hope y'all go through y'all sins before I go through mine. I'm trying to go last. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see hey, how he go through his first before I get up early right. and do mine. <laughs> hey, let me go ahead and get my joints in the jumbotron last. That would be embarrassing though. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, bro. It would be. I told everybody y'all. Yo, everybody, hey, bro. Everybody who ever you, bro, existed in life is gonna be sitting sitting there. Hey, bro. bro it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a WWE. I don't Titan know if it's really bro. like that. That ain't even how it's gonna be. Man. I don't even know if it's really like that. But if it is, that's gonna be <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> they be like, yo. <laughs> they gonna be like MB3. Yup. <laughs> I'm be like, hey, you, ready? you on that? You on that? <laughs> You on deck. <laughs> Run his joints back. Oh. <laughs> like, dang, Mel, you hey, went bro. through that? You didn't even tell me. This hey, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, bro. Like, this Yo, is look at this, this nigga this choking what? that chicken up there on that thing. No mercy. Yeah. No mercy. All right, y'all do it right now. Y'all better be hey, cleaned up. I'm telling you. I'm gonna keep. I'm keep it a buck, bro. You're gonna be embarrassed. I hope. I hope one of the disciples gonna be petty and be like on Twitter, be like, "Yo, this you? This you? <laughs> Is this you? Yeah, ah, my boy. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh all right, chill. What's the moral of the story before he ruined all the good work we did? Hey, today? get what's, your affairs in order, story? man. That's yeah, the moral affairs story, in order. Man. Get your affairs in order because we all got to hey. put on our traveling shoes one day. Gotta hey, what was the joint? What was the song tomorrow? For today might very well be too late. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, your, yeah. Mm-hmm. get yeah. your affairs in order so, Drew, today. <laughs> Drew, you gave us one word. And we that's the name of the song, though. But I thought I thought he was gonna keep talking. That is the name of the song. That's what I thought, too. I was like, you gave us one oh, word. Yeah. What else? He said, what's the name of that song tomorrow? <laughs> hey, bro, I was trying to make sure I was right. Hey, 
like my man said, bro, tomorrow might be too late, bro. Do, yeah. do what you got to do today. Get it and done, man. Another, the other point is that I want everybody to know, hey, man, enjoy your glizzies. Don't let the haters of the world... Interrupt your ability. Hey, bro, it's no if hate. You, des- you eat. You you put in your temple what you put in your temple. If that's a, a six inch glizzy, who who are me to judge? First of all, don't call out <laughs> inches long. Okay, I foot foot long lace. <laughs> enjoy your glizzies. <laughs> foot long. All right. Foot long. Don't lace. let don't let the world keep you from enjoying your glizzy. You ain't doing nothing wrong. Hey, you got it, bro. Hey, if I catch you, I'm gonna say something. Hey. <laughs> I did honestly. I want to. I want to low key see see him in action. Pause. Pause. Big pause. Big pause. Pause. This is the Melly D's podcast, yo. Because if he's knocking down four at a time, then yo, that that's a yo, Mel. Clock us out, man. Clock us out. Nigga, double fist in them joints, like hey, this is the Melly D's podcast. Pause, bro. Oh. This has been the Manly D's podcast, man. <laughs> Y'all wilded, dog. With all the fixes.